So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. So when the Baltimore Ravens come out and they play Smash Mouth football, it throws teams off. And that winds up getting them getting them through. But once it comes down to the playoffs and your quarterback has to make big plays with his arm, it's a problem. That's been their Achilles heel. That's why they lost against the Titans two years ago in their wild card game. And that's the reason they lost to the Bills, inability to throw the ball. They're too one-dimensional, and they can't adjust. They simply cannot adjust. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Juan from the Max and Juan cast. I'm right here with my co-host. It's Max. What's up, everybody? We're almost done with this series, bro. Are you excited? Are you kind of sad? Uh, I'm kind of sad, man. But at the same time, it just means that we're getting closer to draft time. It's almost my favorite time of year. My favorite time is Christmas, but damn, draft's pretty damn close, bro. I can't even lie. Man, it's almost as good as the NFL playoffs. I love it. Draft season. Hashtag Manziel. Have you seen Manziel? Oh, in the fan control football league or whatever? <laughs> yeah. He looked a little wobbly, bro. I think he was drinking. Oh, man. <laughs> he looked he looked definitely a lot more slimmer in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a he looked like he has a a body a body figure of a crackhead, bro. That's how he looks. No, stop it. Come on. <laughs> he looked like he's just been like late. He's been strung out for a couple of days or something. I don't know. Come on. Let's move on. Leave Johnny Menzel alone. He's already ruined his own career. Oh, let's just move man. on. Well, talking about Menzel, that means we're getting into the AFC North today. So that means we got the Bengals, Steelers, Browns. All right. Let's start off with the Browns. It's only right. We're talking a little Johnny Menzel. They came a long way from bad drafts and bad players. Am I right? <laughs> Ooh, sure. They sure did. And you know what? Before the start of the year, we kind of were thinking the same thing about Baker Mayfield. Uh, they had a year from hell. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, um, Baker Mayfield with Freddie Fatboy always in the kitchens. <laughs> yeah, the year where Freddie Kitchen was definitely disappointing. They had all the talent and they're paper champs. But this year, dude, wow. What a season. They finally did it. It's been, what, 18 seasons plus since their last playoff game? I just say this, long-ass time. <laughs> long-ass <laughs> time, bro. They And to top it all off, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh for their first playoff win. Great season. I feel like they were playing with house money. And to top it all off, they gave the Kansas City Chiefs a damn good fight. They almost knocked out Patrick Mahomes. For, they scared the hell out of everybody who had the Chiefs going places when they had knocked out Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it almost seemed like the Cinderella story, to be honest. 
it it really did. And they fought through some adversity. OBJ gets hurt. Nick Chubb got hurt. He comes back. OBJ was out for the season. I gave them an A-plus, bro. Well, we got the same grade. I gave them an A-plus also. Your second one. Second one. Bucks and Browns. What do you know it? This is kind of messed up to say, but I felt like the injury to OBJ kind of gave this team like their identity of like, we're just going to run the hell out of the ball with this two-headed monster we have down back there. They, they have the best backfield in football. Damn near. Are, no, I don't even think it's a question. Name two better running backs on the team than Chubb and Hunt. They're both top 10 running backs in football. I wouldn't put Kareem Hunt a top 10 running back. But the only reason you're going to say that is because he doesn't get the stats anymore. He was a top 10 running back when he unfortunately kicked that woman and got cut from the Chiefs, was he not? Yeah. And just to have both. I mean, I love the way they play, right? Like Stefanski finally realized, hey, we're not a team to air it out. Baker's not that guy. But you know what? Baker Mayfield had an amazing year, did he not? He had a great year. And I think the first, what, six, about six weeks of the season, me and you were on the train like, oh, he's a game manager. Like, it's it's like Baker, don't fuck this up. Like, don't throw picks, don't throw anything. You don't even have to throw touchdowns. Just run the damn ball, play defense. At least I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I was completely wrong. I wouldn't say he's a dynamic quarterback. I'm not calling him Patrick Mahomes or anything. He made big boy throws. He's great off play action, and he made some plays out there, man. He really showed on why he was the number one overall pick. Does he kind of remind you of a like a more in control Jameis Winston? Like Baker's brash, right? And sometimes he gets into trouble when he tries to air it out too much. And I mean, god damn, he has more commercials than anybody, more than Mahomes, more than anybody. It's it's insane. But look, my biggest question is, it's kind of getting close to that time. Baker's entering his fourth year. Is he worth the extension? I think you have to. I think the best case scenario for for Baker was literally going to the Super Bowl. Because I think if he would have went to the Super Bowl, which is far-fetched, I know. Explain but, what you mean. Well, if they would have went to the Super Bowl, they would have probably extended him right then and there. Oh, definitely. Okay, I agree with you there. I was just confused about what you meant. But, yeah, I agree with that. You know what's going to suck low-key for the Browns? Is they're going to have to probably pay Baker, like, what, $40 million a year? He's probably really more. not worth that. Like, I don't think he's worth that, but I think he's a like, starting quarterback for a team. No, he's definitely a starter. He definitely has some talent. They got something going with with the recipe of winning, okay? Nick Chubb is young. Baker's obviously young. Because I feel like Landry probably has about two more years of being really, really damn good. To the point where like he, he can be their number one guy. But as far as in the future, I don't know. And that brings up the question with OBJ. Like, what the hell do they do with OBJ? They obviously succeeded without him. Do you trade him? Do you cut him? I don't even think it's possible that you cut him. He's oh, too no, talented. It's, it's well, I'm saying from a from a salary point, you can absolutely cut him. You say fifteen million dollars, no dead money to cut him. But I feel like if they could figure out a way to use OBJ, they're gonna be tough to to handle, bro. They have the like the amazing run game. But as we've seen from OBJ, it kind of puts a pressure on Baker and the whole offense to like get him involved. Because, look, is there a more talked-about receiver in the last four years in OBJ? Probably not. And with that comes expectations. And with him, they haven't been able to live to the expectations. Even this year, I would say the way they used him, it wasn't amazing. They didn't really light the world on fire with him. Yeah, and I and I don't think it's no secret. Like you said, the offense opened up once he got hurt. I think they should keep him. I really think they should keep him. If you want to play devil's advocate, go for it. 
I, I definitely think there's no way to cut him because he's just too dynamic. No, you don't cut him. I think a best-case scenario, you do trade him. He does have a lot of value. I think a lot of teams will be willing to take on a an Odell Beckham Jr., even with the character issues and, you know, the locker room and all the all the hype that comes around having OBJ. But he's really good. And I would say when he was on a tear with the New York Giants, he was damn near the best receiver in the game. And I think you've said it before. There was a point in time where this guy got the ball and it was like a 99% chance that he was going to be gone. To me, it looks like he's kind of lost that explosion. He's had some bad lower body injuries. He tore his ACL, broke his leg. He hasn't looked the same since he left the Giants. And that's not entirely his fault. Like the year with Freddie Kitchens, he didn't really get the ball a lot. Him and Baker were never in sync. But like he's like that's this is a big question with him. Like I feel like he's the ceiling of their team, right? If they can find a way to use him, it's Super Bowl team. If they can't, it's just like same ceiling it was this year, like a wild card round. Yeah, but maybe they can get some assets, man. Like maybe they can they can bring on a, another guy on the defense because we haven't even talked about the defense. They got probably the best edge rusher in football and Miles Garrett. Definitely. And he they signed him to a pretty good extension. Like and their defense, it was bad last year. But it's not entirely hopeless. Like Denzel Ward was banged up. Uh Greedy Williams gets hurt. They drafted Grant Delpit, didn't even play a snap because he gets hurt. The free agents are Olivier Vernon, who's, who tours Achilles, Carl Joseph. You're a big fan of since his Raider days, and you still think he's underrated. I'm just going to say that right now. And Larry Ogunjobi. And I got two guys they, I think they should cut. Sheldon Richardson, they saved $10 million, and David Njoku. I think he's a lost cause. Just get rid of him. Man, Njoku's such a waste of talent, man. That guy has so much physical stature, and he just he cannot put it all together, whether it's injuries or just not being involved in the offense. It's insane. Like, he should definitely have better numbers than Austin Hooper. Yeah, Hooper stole his job. And even the guy Harrison Bryant, the tight end they drafted, he stole his job. He was the third tight end. He requested a trade. It's, it's time to move on from that. Yeah, and he has a lot of talent. I can easily see him having a career like Eric Ebron. Like, just new scenery, new team, new fresh start. And hopefully he gets it together. Because he has massive talent, bro. That's a great comparison, the Ebron thing, where he can get the fresh start. Because similar path. Ebron kind of fizzled out in Detroit, goes to the Colts, has a resurgence. And I will say this for Njoku, who played, he played pretty good in the playoffs. He actually made some impactful plays in the playoffs, especially against Pittsburgh. And I think that's, I mean, the last time we saw Pittsburgh, the Browns absolutely took them out to the woodshed. It was a tough look for the Steelers. I haven't seen them look that bad in a while, man. Yeah, it was bad. They started off, what, 11-0? They were 11 and 0, but I just want to say on this podcast, I know we came in late in the game. We were never on the Steelers or the no. best team of football bandwagon bullshit no. everyone was pumping out. Every every week, these talk shows, these journalists, ESPN, NFL Network, whatever the case was, I would laugh that they'll have the Steelers at number 1. There was no way in hell they were better than the Kansas City Chiefs. The only reason why they put they put them over the Chiefs is just because they were undefeated. I think that was a stupid stupid narrative just because they were undefeated they had a lot of big breaks they caught the tennessee titans on a covid week they caught the baltimore ravens at a weird weird situation and they just had a lot of easy wins okay but as we know they tailored off once they once they met the the washington football team and that defensive line it just seemed like ever since that thursday night football game it has went straight down they lost to the bills the next week 
they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night, and we saw what happened to them in the playoffs, man. Big Ben looked like a shell of himself. Uh, I graded their season. I gave them a B. They did have some injuries. I'm not going to lie to you. They lost Bud Dupree, Devin Bush. I mean, they were banged up at linebacker the whole year. I can't even, I don't want to rattle off every name, but it seemed like anyone they had there got hurt. Yeah, they definitely had really bad injury luck at, at the linebacker position. And I think the biggest one, like you said, was Devin Bush. Devin Bush was a huge loss. I think he's one of those guys that can compete with Devin White on being one of the best young linebackers. That's how much confidence I do have in, in Devin Bush. But like you said, they had injuries, so I'm I'm not going to be as harsh, as bad as their season winded up going. I'm going to give them a B, just a solid B. I think that's that's good enough. But I think the one the one big problem with this with this team is they can't run the ball straight up. James Conner is not the guy. I think James Conner's name means more than anything he brings to a football team. He's an average running back in my estimation. He doesn't really make guys miss. He doesn't have that home run hitting speed. And there was a big loss for them. Marquise Pouncey retired. That's going to be tough. Uh, Villanueva is a free agent, so they're probably going to lose their left tackle. Uh, not to mention Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think him and Baker Mayfield make up the all-commercial team for guys who aren't that good. Uh... And they're, they're $30 million over the cap. I, okay, Juju Smith's good, but man, come on. Like, he does all this dancing and shit, and he's not even the number one receiver on his own team. I would disagree. I would disagree. I think Juju Smith is is a really good player. I think he gets a lot of flack of because of the whole TikTok thing. And don't get me wrong. I, I disagree with it. I, I think he he runs his mouth a little bit too much. And, yes, I do understand he's a, he's a young player. He dances. Like, the kids love him. So people bring him up as a little bit too – you know, as a good player than he is, but I, I think I think he's a really underrated receiver as far as he has really good hands. I think he has pretty good speed. He's a really good route runner, and whether people want to admit it or not, he's a damn tough receiver. Is this the part where you say he played safety in college, or he was he moved from safety? He delivers punishment. That's great. You <laughs> no, can be really tough. Bro. No, not even that. I Why think, don't I, you get some separation and make some fucking people miss and get a thousand <laughs> yards in a year, bro? And then you dance. Why don't you be better than Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool. Chase ball? Claypool. Not not this season. He was better than him. But I mean, looking forward. Yes, it looks like Chase Claypool is going to be better than him. But Juju Smith was the best receiver on that on that team. Look, you you brought up them their lack of running the ball. Is it the running back or the line or both? I think it's both. Like they're not good at pass blocking and <laughs> talk about not dynamic running backs. Yeah, James Carner, they we talked about him. Even have a guy like Benny Snell. He's not that good. They have some good backup running backs though. Anthony McFarlane, I think that's another one. Yeah, it's like I would love all those guys as my backup running back. I would not want them to start. And look, <laughs> and they're thirty million over the cap, so can they add a good running back? And what does this mean for Bud Dupree and Villanueva and Juju? I you gotta kind of say one of those guys is gone. Juju's gone. He's he. I think he's for sure gone. And they're definitely gonna have to try to restructure Big Ben's forty million dollar contract cap hit. I feel like this team's kind of in a weird spot. They have some good young guys, but they're kind of an old team. And you kind of got to say, I think they should cut Ebron, save $10 million. Like, I like Ebron, but you can't pay Ebron $10 million, bro. He's just too unreliable. I feel like the whole team caught the drops from him. 
<laughs> Most definitely. Ebron, he, he has come on late ever since he left the, the Detroit Lions. And he definitely does make plays here and there. But, man, the drops were bad last year. They were really bad. Not not as bad as Deontay Johnson, though. Oh, no. He's special. He's special. One that Deontay. Yeah. That, 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 that dude, man, he makes some fucking plays for them. But, damn, does he just have, like, he reminds me of Terrence Williams back in the day for the Cowboys. Like, just bad hands. Mr. Body Catch himself? <laughs> exactly. To, to be honest with you, man, about the Steelers, I think they're the team that's most trending down for me in this division. And we only got two other teams to talk, to, uh, talk about. That's Baltimore, and that's the Bengals. And I'll let you pick where we go from here. I feel like it's definitely going to be the Bengals because you hate Lamar. Yeah, let's get into the Bengals. We'll save Lamar for last. All right, the so-called quarterback that you love. But Bengals, 4-11 and 1. One tie. That was to your Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go. <laughs> Look, Joe Burrow, I don't know if he's going to end up even playing week one next year. I hope he does. But I love what i seen from Burrow the time that he did play. That They definitely hit that pick out of the park. But was it the best pick at number one? Was there a better quarterback on the board? Kind of got to say, yeah, right? Like, they didn't miss the pick, but... Could they maybe have turned a triple into a home run? Yeah, most definitely. Herbert would have been nice for them, but there was no chance Herbert was going one. I mean, in hindsight, no, there wasn't. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this: Burrow was playing as good as Herbert before the injury. Yeah, before the injury, I think Herbert took took it up to a whole nother level though. Once he got hurt, yeah. And this is why I gave the uh, I gave the Bengals a C minus. They were they were a little more feisty than I think we thought, but they couldn't protect Burrow. They got him hurt. Yeah, they they were the main reason why. I'm giving them a C, but their offensive line was terrible. I mean, they got Billy Price, first-round pick. Jonah Williams, first-round pick. Quentin Spain, below-average guard. Bobby Hart, he's a freaking bum. Right tackle. They gave him an extension, and he's ass. Jonah Williams, he's a bust as of right now. He can't. Well, he didn't play. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy. And Billy Price, same thing. Can't stay healthy. He's another. You can't invest two first round picks on the line, and those guys not play. You're in a recipe for disaster. Like they were looking good with with Burrow though. Like they were in games. This isn't the most talented roster. It's not like he's Herbert and he gets to play with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, Hunter Henry. Like no offense, AJ Green. He's pretty washed. Like you kind of have to move on from him. I'll say this: T Higgins was better than expected. T Higgins is pretty good, man. I, I think they have something with him. They definitely have, like, the seamless transition from 6'4 receivers to another. It's like AJ. It's like, all right, we got T. Higgins now. Perfect. Uh, They do have some cap space, though. They have $38 million in cap space. You know, I'm going to give you the free agents. One of them is going to break my heart to say. AJ Green, Carl Lawson, John Ross, a.k.a. John John. That's That's running back in Madden. Like, he's a boss, dude. That is just uh, that is a prime example of sometimes the speed does not translate. The thing that was crazy with him, man, is that he was actually a good receiver. I wouldn't say he he was kind of like the. I mean, I hope this doesn't happen, but he was kind of like the Henry Ruggs of, of the draft because the whole talk about John Ross and Henry Ruggs was they're more than a speed guy, like they're actual receivers. But it didn't really turn out for John Ross. It was a combination of. Bad quarterback play and not staying healthy. Straight up. A lot up. of injuries, bro. Yeah. He just could not stay healthy. And their biggest free agent, William Jackson the third. I think he's so as good as gone. 
I think he is too. And the Bengals never spend money. They're one of like the old school teams that doesn't believe in spending money for some odd reason. Um, the biggest question to me is they gotta they gotta pay whoever it is to protect Joe Burrow. You can't invest a first pick in the draft and not protect a guy. I don't give a crap how much it costs. Go get Trent Williams. Kick Jonah Williams into guard. He'll be yeah. a really good guard. Yeah, whether it's getting that guy from Oregon that sat out this year, the left tackle, draft him. Panay Sell, he's a monster. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys, he's so good, we just feel like, yeah, we're going to stop talking about him because he's so damn good and just make up some bullshit about why he's not good. Yeah, he, he seems like a lock for them to to draft him. But most definitely, man, they got to they gotta get the, the offensive line situated and then worry about the defense because the defense got some holes too. They don't got no edge rusher. Besides what, uh, her, uh, Hoybud, the other, her, uh, the other Herbert Hoover, from, from Hoover, Ohio State. Sam, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and look, uh, they could cut Trey Waynes. He's not very good. And can we just cut Giovanni Bernard? Can we just say it's been a hell of a run? Hey, man, they love Giovanni Bernard, though. I feel like he, he really does have a leadership role on that team. I get that, but like, you kind of got to, I feel like you have to buy into them, like the youth movement. And, would it surprise you if they cut Geno Atkins? Save about nine million dollars. It wouldn't like shock 31? me. Thirty-one. I think if I think it could be another mutual parting of the ways type thing though. With like JJ Watt, we saw it. Like, hey, come yeah. on, guys. Like, I've I've been a great player here. I I've never done nothing wrong. Can you just give me a chance to compete? Exactly. And they they need to get they need to get more valuable players at at certain positions because right now their best player on defense is Jesse Bates, and unfortunately he's a safety. And unfortunately, safeties to a certain point when they're the only guy on the team, they don't really make an impact. Like you still need you still need a guy that can rush the passer. Okay, and yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins was a bum, according to everybody. And as soon as he got to the Steelers, look what he did with a good exactly, defense. exactly. That's a perfect example of a guy that had a lot of talent. He couldn't really show it because safety is just not a valuable position as far as having an impact like yeah it's important like of course you can't be bad at it but i'm saying it's not more important than an edge rusher or a corner you're not going to impact the game as 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 much as you think exactly it's like you can kind of scheme you can scheme a great safety kind of out of the game exactly there's not a good defense around him he's great though jesse bates is great like i I think he's one of the best safeties in the league underrated as hell you know what i like the way this team played especially early in the year with burrow i felt like they kind of Lost their spirit when he got hurt. Yeah, so I I think those are the keys is is just get get big guys, okay? Get offensive alignment and defense alignment. I feel like I, I wouldn't have no problem if their whole draft was just all linemen, either offense or defense. I wouldn't have I, no problem. Let's just call it the theme of their offseason. Get help in the <laughs> trenches. Exactly. Trench talk. And that leaves us with a team that doesn't need any help in the defensive side of the trenches because it seems like the Ravens have big people every effing year. <laughs> but say that again. There's definitely a question on the offense, and let's do the year in review. It started off; everyone was high on them, talking about Lamar is gonna excel as a passer. Like it was up and down for Baltimore. Had some COVID issues. They ended up making the playoffs, winning a playoff game. Got revenge on the Titans. Golf, golf applause because it was short lived because they got smacked the next week by the Bills. <laughs> uh. Ronnie Ronnie Stanley gets hurt. They had a lot of injuries, and they never really got over the yonder retirement. 
Um, I I think a big problem with with last season, wide receivers like Marquise Brown, terrible. Like he had a horrible season. Everyone thought this guy was gonna be able to break out. I don't know if it's the fact that the kind of offense that they run, or it's because he's not physical enough. I don't know what it was, but he was healthy and he was just not producing. I mean, when you have Des Bryant playing for you at this point in his career, not a good look. No offense, Des Bryant, throw up the X. I love it. But uh, you're kind of washed, my guy. With all that being said, one, I think I'm going to give them a B. They fought through a lot of adversity, and that's number one thing, right? Fight through adversity, guys. Like, all the problems that kind of plagued them through the year last year with, like, the receivers and shit, still there. And that's been a critique of Greg Roman since his days in Frisco with Kaepernick. He can't... They can't throw the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit more harsh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C, just a solid C. That's it. I give them credit for the whole COVID situation and them going 11 and five. But I think it's like you said, a lot of the problems. It's it seemed like they got amplified this year. Um, I felt like Lamar had a down year this year. Yeah, I know it's hard to replicate that MVP season that the that he had. But I don't feel like he improved as a passer. I still feel like we we've seen the same mistakes happen. I I think the the running game actually decreased this year with the with the downplay of Mark Ingram, and I think that's apparent well, because they well wanted he up. was hurt, and that was a big injury for them. Remember? <laughs> I know, like right? That was Mark Ingram. Even yeah. when he's healthy, he was getting scratched. <laughs> and I, I think that's obvious from the ascending of J.K. Dobbins, who's obviously going to be their running back going forward. But, yeah, the wide receiver problems were were still an issue. Marquise Brown did not take that big step. Mark Andrews kind of had a down year, as good as people think he is. And the offensive line, I mean, Ronnie Stanley wanted up getting hurt, but for the most part, they were underwhelming. Like I said, the yonder retirement really hurt that unit. And now there's a new problem. You kind of teased it. Orlando Brown, what the hell are they going to do with him? He wants a trade, which is super weird because Baltimore drafted him. His father played there. He made a big deal about, oh, it's a legacy thing here. Like, he wants to play left tackle. Like, hey, bro, I don't know if you know this about the NFL. Right tackles get a lot of love, too. You need two good tackles. You'll get paid at right tackle. Like, I don't understand what his obsession is about playing at the left. And I thought he did a great job filling in, no doubt. And he's a hell of a right tackle. But I don't understand why he's like bringing this shit into like the Ravens' problems. It's like, wait, why do you want to be left tackle so bad? Because your dad played that? I get that, but like, you're playing a tackle in the NFL. There's only 64 of you guys. Like, That's an elite position to be in. Yeah, and it, do- it doesn't matter what side you're on, like you said. Pass rushers are just going to go on the opposite side. If you play left tackle, he's just going to go to the right tackle, whoever's whoever's uh, the weakest link. So you need two good tackles in the NFL. Like I was kind of shocked when I saw the trade request because, one, he's a hell of a player. He's super young. But, like, what I don't understand. What Like, what do you want to trade for? Because you're not playing left tackle. I've never heard of such a thing, especially now when so much value in right tackles, too. It's not like right tackles don't matter. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. And we didn't really talk about the defense. I think the defense is fine. Marlon Humphrey, they got Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen looks like he's going to be a really good player. It, it just seems like Baltimore gets a freaking middle linebacker every four years. They had one in Mosley, too. Like, they haven't had a bad line. Like, they had one bad year of linebacking. And, 
And they have $20 million in cap space, Juan. But they got Matthew Judon, free agent. A guy they traded for, Yannick Ngakwe. Willie Sneed, sorry, bro, you're not coming back. Derek Wolf, you're not coming back either, probably. And Gus Edwards. I think Gus Edwards and the two edge guys. You got to try to keep them. And look, $20 million, right? So much money. <laughs> That's maybe paying for one edge guy and a little bit of Gus Edwards. But like I say, you can move that number around. No big deal. You can cut some guys. You can cut. Sorry. Marcus Peters can be a cut candidate. You can cut a guy like Jimmy Smith, maybe? Calais Campbell. Guys like that. I don't know you cut Calais. You got to restructure that one. Yeah. He's, Calais is good still. Maybe you restructure Ronnie Stanley. They gave him a lot of money, man. I think I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's going to restructure. I think it's more of the older guys like Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters. But the the defense is not the issue. I'm I'm confident about their defense. They're bringing back the defensive coordinator that they've always had. He didn't wind up getting hired. Yeah, Wink Martindale's coming back, and it's shocking how he doesn't get a job. Yeah, it's shocking. And I'm not worried about the defense. Marlon Humphrey, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Like I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the defense at all. I think the main the main issue for them to take that next step is obviously the growth of Lamar Jackson passing the ball, whether it's that problem or not, and getting getting some wide receiver help. They need a wide receiver, whether that's free agency or the draft. They need to freaking get one, okay? Because that's the main excuse about Lamar Jackson. He does not have he does not have no weapons. It's a little bit of his own fault and the situation around him because he's inaccurate at times. Like one loves to point out, and like t- like times I like to point out <laughs> he's throwing the bums. <laughs> so it's a little bit of both. And you know what I was thinking about? We talked about Baker being extended. If they extend Lamar as of right now, huge mistake. I'm sorry. I know he won an MVP, but just wait. Don't overreact. Like, you're telling me if the Niners franchise tagged Jimmy G, it would have really hurt their team? Like, pay him a little bit more for one year and just get the... Don't... You don't want to invest, like, $68 million and all this dead money in a, and for all this money in a guy, and then he doesn't pan out. Just be extra sure. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't understand why teams don't do it more. Yeah, because I, I brought this up in one of our playoff review podcasts. But I think they're a really great example of a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, how they have a they have a recipe that works in the regular season. Uh, they do. They they run the ball. They're really dominant up front. And a lot of teams are just not flat out built to stop the run like that these days. They run a lot of nickel. Guys are getting smaller. Guys are getting faster. So when the Baltimore Ravens come out and they play smash mouth football, it throws teams off. And that winds up getting them getting them through. But once it comes down to the playoffs and your quarterback has to make big plays with his arm, it's a problem. That's been their Achilles Hill. That's why they lost against the Titans two years ago in their wild card game. And it's the reason they lost to the Bills. Inability to throw the ball. They're too one dimensional and they can't adjust. They simply cannot adjust. And like, is there a better podcast out there than us who makes the NBA NFL comparisons? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to give us a little credit right there. Who do you think they should go at receiver? Like, do you see them even being so aggressive to the point where they do a uh, maybe an Atlanta Falcons a couple of years back with Julio Jones and trading all the way up to get a guy yeah, like Devontae if- Smith? 
exactly, or maybe oh, that would be perfect. Alabama guy for for uh, Ernie Eric DaCosta Jr. or whatever DaCosta, they love Bama. Like you know, Patrick Queen was the first LSU player they ever have picked, ever. <laughs> it's insane. That is insane. LSU is a freaking factory for players. <laughs> but look, I I would go for definitely early in the draft trade up. It's time to it's time to stop trading back and shit, right? And Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, you got to get someone there, like especially someone with a wide catch radius. Because Lamar, I don't think he'll ever be the most accurate of quarterbacks, right? But I think he can be accurate enough. But like, try to help him out. You cannot have that in the back of your mind saying, well, we really never got him a receiver. Like, you don't want to have that. You want to see him with the receiver, with some weapons, and see what he can do and really evaluate him. Don't jump the gun. Dallas hasn't jumped again with Dak. They're probably going to tag him again. Granted, he's going to have a stupid salary. But you know what? $48 million a year is cheaper than investing $200 million in him over three years. Or four years, whatever the number is. So just play the long game, Baltimore. That's my advice. Exactly. So let's rank this um, division, Max. Who do you got at one? I got the Cleveland Browns. I think they're the team to beat. I'm going to go with the Browns, too. I think they're going to make a really big step. Like we said with the OBJ situation, it's interesting to see where that goes. But definitely the Browns. Who do you got at two? Got the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Ravens, Mm -hmm. too. That's uh, two for two for us. Who do you got at three? I got the Cincinnati Bengals. If Joe Burrow's healthy, it's a big if. If he's healthy, I think they're better than Pittsburgh next year. Well, I got the same list as you, bro. No, shut the hell I up. Do. There's I do. No I got way. the Steelers you're big, last. You're a big Mike Tomlin guy. <laughs> they're, I mean, I think it's it's like we said, man. They're descending down. They're, they, they're old. They don't have that much talent. They're going to lose a lot of guys. And Joe Burrow's really good, man. As long as they hit this draft and they do some things in free agency, the Bengals might th- might not be that bad. But I, I I think I think the Steelers are 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 might have a really bad season next year. I won't be surprised. I wouldn't either, truthfully. They're kind of an aging team, and no shots at Pittsburgh fans. It's just your team's kind of getting there, getting up there in age, <laughs> a little long in the tooth, a little long in the tooth, man. Well. We hope we get up there with some views and some more people that listen to us, man. And we just want to say again, thank you to everybody that listens to us, everyone that supports us. If you made it this far in the podcast, dude, come on. Give us a like. Follow us. Comment down below. What would you do about the Pittsburgh Steelers situation? All right? Comment down below how bad Lamar Jackson is. Maybe you're a Lamar, you're a Lamar or hater like me. Comment how good he is. <laughs> Just how he's like more accurate than Joe Burrow or whatever you want to say. I don't care. Oh man, I'm looking for all the help I can get in my Lamar uh, defense. And with the Lamar defense, make sure you smash that like button, like Gus Edwards smashes through people when he runs so hard, and people think that he's a great running back. <laughs> or the way, or the way, defensive linemen smash into Joe Burrow because they can't block oh, for shit. shit I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate saying that one. It makes me sad. Oh man. Well, what is this? Seven down, one to go. We got one left, man. Let's make it a good one. All right, I'm out. Y'all. We'll see you guys for the next one. Peace. <laughs>